Behind every successful woman is a tribe of other successful women who have her back. Harnessing the power of genuine connection is what allows women in business to flourish. We are honored to be a part of this incredible movement. You are listening to She Meets Radio, presented by Afroship Mompreneur. I am your host, Nancy Law. Okay, thank you for joining us. Um, this is She Meets Radio, and um, I am joined by one of my great friends and partner in crime, Kimberly Jessica, and we are speaking with Courtney Six, the wife of Nikki Six, who is the co-founder, bassist, and songwriter for Mo- of Motley Crew. But Courtney has a great resume of her own. She's known as Tinseltown's favorite how-to girl. <laughs> With um, a lot Thank of, you. <laughs> with a really great podcast of her own, and um, a great website that can help transform any girl, kind of like myself, who kind of struggles we with being creative and <laughs> just coming up with my own <laughs> project into a really great how-to girl with great DIY tips, a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Courtney. I'm excited to be here with you ladies, so thanks for having me. Yay! (laughs) Really a lot of fun. Um, I know that you've really worked hard to create a really recognizable brand. Is that something that you started off with the intention of doing? No, it was kind of a happy accident. I've always been into doing everything myself. Even when I was in high school, I would make my own like sheets and curtains because I decided I wanted a satin bed, you know, and I I couldn't really find what I was looking for and probably couldn't afford it either at that time. And my mom wasn't going to buy it for me. So I could afford a sewing machine. And so I kind of just started making all of my own things and I really enjoyed it. And I loved refurnishing furniture and, and, you know, decorating frames and gold leafing them and just doing stuff for myself to make my room look cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought, this is so much fun. And I continued doing that as I moved out on my own. And, you know, everyone knows your first apartment, it's so expensive to furnish everything. And you're trying to pay rent and your car payment and groceries. And all of a sudden, you're an adult. And so I carried the DIY with me and, you know, from my first place to every place that I've lived even until now. And so during that time, when I got involved with social media, you know, when Twitter, I guess when it just started, um, I was a little late to the game, but about five years ago, I got on Twitter and I, I really didn't know what I was supposed to post about or tweet about or you know what was interesting and it was when Nikki and I started dating so there was some interest with his following who's this girl that you know who's his new girlfriend and I thought well okay I guess I'll just post about what I'm doing just for fun you know at that point I was he'd moved and I was kind of renovating some of his old furniture and helping him decorate the house so I'd post little videos and little how-tos on here's how to reupholster a chair, you know, and it's not that hard and here's all that you need. And if I can do it, 
and I'm a girly girl, anyone can do it because I'm not a, you know, like a professional that that's, I'm, I'm not an upholsterer, for example, or a contractor, you know, and so it kind of organically took off in a sense that um, my little uh, modest following on Twitter at that time thought, oh, this is cool. If this girl can do all of these projects, then we can too. They're kind of idiot proof, so to speak. And that kind of turned into how to grow on its own because I realized that it was connecting to women um, and they could relate to me and me showing them how to do projects. But I never intended on it turning into a career um, or a brand or anything. So it, it was a happy accident. But it's cool when you can be do when you're doing something that you're passionate about and that you love and it's something that you do every day just for fun and that that does turn into something that's lucrative, you know. So I kind of lucked out, but I never thought that I would have a DIY brand at all. That's totally amazing. I mean, it's national, and it's, like, on TV, and it's, like, your your brand. That's, like, so hot. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, that's how a lot I of the best Martha. brands are kind of created. Um, you know, I just coming, yeah, coming, like, from a place of unexpected. It's just your passion. Your passion just kind of flows out, yeah, and it becomes or out of really necessity. amazing brand. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think that's really I incredible. Think, thank you. I it's it's yeah i think it's really awesome when it's not something that maybe you've planned so much or you know it just kind of like i said organically happens that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so yeah now it's now it's great um how to grow it is really taking off i have my radio show on iheart radio and i've had that mm-hmm. for about 2 years which is really fun and it's it's different than most radio shows because it's really just short segments from daily segments from a minute to three minutes. I try to keep them nice and short, but you know, I follow all the trends in the fashion world that's going on and, and in entertaining and, you know, like with weddings coming up right now or mother's day, all of the cool things that are out there and I'll just break it down and explain to my followers how to recreate all of these looks without a lot of time and without spending a lot. So that's a, it, it's been a fun format with radio because mm-hmm. you don't, you, you kind of have to simplify um, your projects because for someone that's listening, you know, they're most likely not going to be writing each step down and, oh, here's everything I need. So they have, it has to be kind of, you know what I'm saying, simple enough where you can just hear it and, remember what you need to do so it's more like ideas rather than these long tutorials which I think is nice and I think that's why it's caught on right and I mean I I actually um listened to um the episode on the your phone the phone case kind of with the flash tattoos and it really they really uh-huh. are short they're one to three minute segments and really quick and easy you know really simple because like I said I'm very challenged when it comes to those things so you well, know being I think able a to lot see of, that you know mm-hmm. it's it's not just you that's challenged I think you know for example I love Martha Stewart I look up to her 
And I think that she's just amazing at what she does. With yeah. that being said, I'm a really crafty person and I'm creative. Um, and, and even I have a hard time keeping up with a lot of her projects because they are, they're beautiful, but they're very technical and there is a lot of supplies needed, which works out great for her because she has all of her supply lines, right? So you have to buy all of her her um, pieces to do her project. But sometimes I just go, you know what? At this point, I'm just going to go to Target and go buy whatever it is that I need because I don't have three it's hours. Paper and it's for the everyday person. Exactly. That's yeah, it. that's it exactly. And can I ask about your? How were you? Because I know that you know you never expected how to grow the kind of takeoff and become the brand that it's growing into. How did you develop the voice that you have? Because, like I said, I listened to the radio show, and you know, you really, you know, you have that. You have that voice. <laughs> you know, you can tell that you really <laughs> understand, love your brand, and know how to communicate with your listeners. So, you know, how long Thank did it you. take you to get to that point? It it took a minute, you know, when I started, I everything was really new for me from social media to doing my website. Um, and then when it turned, I, I was lucky because with my website and through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, I was able to see before I started doing radio what my followers were into, what worked, and what they could care less about, you know, and... At first, it was interesting because I, you know, since I moved out on my own, I'm 30 now, but at 18, I really was on a budget and so for years. So um, everything I was doing was really budget friendly and it's still a lot of the projects I do still are. um, But what I learned was when I first started How To Girl, I was it was all based around a budget and, and that was really important to me. But then I kind of started seeing that, okay, well I'm married to a rock star and, you know, even though, and he's so successful and I'm really fortunate that he works so hard, mm-hmm. but it's not totally believable if every single project is like under $5 because it, right. it just doesn't make sense like I don't you know did you know what I'm saying my followers I do I do going okay well I don't think you're living on a budget Courtney so we're not really believing what you're we're not buying what you're selling and I learned that early on and 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 you know when Nikki and I first started dating I I still was on a budget doing my stuff um but I think people weren't perceiving it that way. So then I had to kind of change my mission statement, so to speak, where I'm like, okay, no, this is how to get fab for the girl on the go. And even though my Mm -hmm. projects are budget friendly, I just had to kind of change um, how I was, not my angle. The way you were approaching, right. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's about authenticity, you know, where people can feel as if you're being authentic to who you are. Yeah. Really? So if I'm just pushing things that are, oh, this is from the dollar store, but then I'm walking around with a nice bag, it it doesn't make sense. Um, So I learned that really early on. So that was good. Um, And I I was lucky in the sense that having a website before my radio show 
and before my TV show that I'm working on now, um, and social media, you're able to, it's, it's like a testing ground where you can see what type of, the, you know, the content that you're putting out, what is relating to people and what they're excited about and, and what isn't working. So that was really nice. Before I did radio, I knew um, the types of projects and the types of content that my followers liked. So that helped a lot. And that's that's actually really interesting. I write a lot about social media and, you know, it's and just kind of launching a business and finding your voice while you're building your brand. And I love that you said you started off, you kind of just listened to your followers. You went, you went to them and saw what was important to them and then kind of built everything around that. And that's really important. You know, it's key in building a brand. You have to, you know, if you have to reach out to your audience and kind of offer them a solution that they're yeah, <laughs> something they're looking for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, that's pretty awesome. Thank um, you. One thing, another thing I was really excited to discover about you was your philanthropic works. And, you know, it was really refreshing um, to learn about your work with bright pink and, um, I know that um, for those who are not familiar awesome. with the organization, I, yeah, for those who are not familiar with the organization, they really are awesome. <laughs> like you said, you know, they are the only national nonprofit organization focused on prevention and early detection of breast and ovarian cancer in young women. And the numbers are so staggering. I mean, just reading through, you know, one in eight women will develop breast cancer in her lifetime, and one in 67 mm-hmm. will develop ovarian cancer. You know, as if that's not reason enough to get involved, you know, I I wanted to ask you why you chose to partner with them. Well, I have a history of breast cancer on my mom's side um, of her family. So it's always been something that I've, you know, just personally, I've been really on top of with my health um, because it's hereditary. And... And then I think as I got a little older, you know, when you're younger and in your 20s, it's like, well, oh, that's never going to happen to me. Oh, I'm so young. That only happens to older people. And then, you know, it's really like the last five years, so many cases kept coming up with women getting breast cancer in their 20s. And just it's, it's, it's like affecting younger women all the time. And so that was really so scary for me so I was more on top of uh, my health and then my stepmom out of the blue I mean she's really good and goes to all of her appointments and everything and she just had her she just went to her OBGYN and had an ultrasound and like every single thing done possible to detect uh, ovarian cancer and everything came out fine. And a couple months later, she was just in so much pain. And she went into the emergency room and they did all these tests. And she found out she had stage three ovarian cancer, even oh. though she just like thought that she took every precaution. And luckily she made it, but you know, she was in and out of chemo for two years and it was terrible and so scary going through that with her and then initially when 
they diagnosed her, they told her, you have a couple months to live, like maybe six at the most, if you're lucky. And I thought, how how is this possible that she wasn't just sitting back and not taking care of herself? Like, she was so proactive. What else can you do? How can this happen? And that's when I I was at an event in Malibu, and Bright Pink was involved with it. They're out of Chicago, um, but they were involved with it. And I just saw all of their literature, and I thought, this is really neat that they're all about educating our youth, and they're all about prevention. And I want to learn more about this because just for myself and my friends, you know, because it was so scary what happened to my stepmom. And that's how I got involved with them. And I love them because it's really cool. They're, you know, what I'm 30, I think the CEO's maybe a couple years older than me. I think it's neat that the whole company is young. Um, And, you know, they go to colleges and hold seminars and they really educate all of these girls on how to take care of themselves. And I just think it's so important, you know, prevention instead of, you know, trying to help after the fact. So we got involved and I'm one of their brand ambassadors, which is amazing. And they're, they're just so great. And I incorporate them into all the how to girl events that I have. Um, And it's cool because it's nice to have events like I do a Kentucky Derby ladies luncheon every year and I thought well I'm doing this luncheon and I have all these fabulous girlfriends that are coming we need to do this for a cause you know not just to get together and drink mint juleps and wear hats and so now all of the events that I do we do silent auctions and and this year we're doing tickets for the derby party so last year we raised just for the derby party around, I think it was 18 grand within a couple hours. Wow. And yeah, it's really great. That's and I'm really like, cool. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm lucky that I can gain anyway, so why not do it for a purpose? And then I do a ladies' luncheon as well in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we raise a lot of money for that. I've been doing it at my house the last few years, but now it's getting bigger, so... My husband's wow. like, okay, you have 80 Time to move it out. <laughs> I'm hiding in my room. <laughs> wow, well, that's too funny. I I like to, yeah. got 80 people in the house, and we've only got three bathrooms here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we've only got enough food for 20. So let's figure yeah. something else out. <laughs> no, my husband's just like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be around 80 women. Oh, I can so, understand oh that. <laughs> Wow, be funny. <laughs> That's a lot of I was actually gonna um, ask about both the um, the events that you do hold, the uh, um, event that you hold at your house for the um, for Bright Pink as well as the Kentucky Derby. Um, I guess I can start there since that's the topic we're on. Um, how many years have you been doing the um, event for Bright Pink? This will be my third year. Third year. Oh wow. That's really incredible. And what are um, some of the things that you hope, you know, all, you know, your guests kind of take from the event and take with them into their everyday life to help to share 
you know, more as much information as possible about, um, you know, breast cancer and ovarian cancer in young women? Well, we... That's a good question. I have so much literature that I give everyone in their goodie bags for them to mm-hmm. take home. Um, and I really encourage everyone to share the hashtags, the bright pink hashtags, and um, whatever campaign at that time, it, it changes with bright pink, okay. but whatever social campaign they're doing, you know, to tweet about that and Instagram about that, because a lot of my friends have big followings. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's the goal is just to get together and not only, um, you know, we discuss it and talk about it here, but that's not enough. Just with, you know, 80 to 100 ladies, it's great if they can help spread the word through their following, um, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's great because my girlfriend still put a link up to bright pink's website and everything that you need to look for and everything you need to ask your doctor and you know get the conversation going so i think it's almost like if you got and i have a lot of friends that are in media as well so it's almost like Mm -hmm. if you're doing a little press conference kind of you know and every year bright pink discovers so many um new advances you know so Outside of making hats and watching the Derby and eating Southern food and drinking our mint juleps, there is a purpose, which is just to spread the word and inform everyone. Mm-hmm. And if that makes and, sense. Um, does that make sense? It does. <laughs> okay. It does. And, <laughs> and, you know, and for those who are interested in, you know, just um, – you know, finding out more about Bright Pink and participating. They do have a lot of events, including races. Um, they have the Bank of America Chicago Marathon this year, in I think in October. And they have the mm-hmm. Half Marathon as well in September. Um, and in November, they have the TCS New York. Um, so there are just so many ways to get involved. And they also offer a free assessment of your risks on the website. And um, so, you know, just get involved as much as you can. Um, I and that's at brightpink.org. Yes, brightpink.org. Thank you for that. Um, uh-huh. I do want to talk about that. I love the, that you did all your research. You're, oh, I was yeah. excited. I, sure. <laughs> I was, yeah, I definitely. You want to know who so you're I talking to. And, I mean, you know, and, and you're establishing, <laughs> you've done a great job establishing your brand outside of the fact that you're married to Mommy Kisa. Nikki Six. I mean, seriously, that's like, you know, I mean, you, you've blown your own horn and blown your own highway wide open. You don't even have a highway. You've blown your own freeway open. So that's You're literally crazy. bad. You know what I mean? Seriously. Thank you. You, you, you own the you know, highway. You own the freeway. It's, it's interesting because when, when I started really, you know, I'm working on my TV show now, which is, it's being developed at NBC Universal. Yeah. Um, Love it. But it's taken so long to get to that point because I would take, I took so many meetings when I started How to Girl and they were all the same, which was, oh, we love you and we love How to Girl and we want to give you your own show and it's going to be fabulous. Oh, and by the way, can your husband be involved too? And can we put cameras up in your house and, you know, 
And I'm going, oh, no, 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 and hell no. (laughs) Right. So that was – You stood your ground. Yeah, it was hard at first because I didn't have enough under my belt for, you know – I mean, I think people took me seriously, but it was such a new brand, and and I was a new name out there that it was just, well, she's with Nikki Six, you know. So we'll take her, but we're going to get him with it. And so it's good. I feel like I feel really proud of myself that I've come as far as I have without, you know, I've made my own separate identity. And, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because our brands are so totally opposite, but we work as a marriage. We're, you know, opposites attract and we have a wonderful marriage and we're best friends, but our brands couldn't be any more different, you know, so we try to keep them separate. (laughs) Like he's spitting blood on people, fake blood at his concert. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which I know would make a hysterical show. I'm sure it would. Um, Mm. But yeah, it's it's been good to get to this point on my own. It's taken longer, um, you know, and he's so supportive. But yeah, and you know that's it's, one that's what I really loved about what I was doing my research and just learning more about you, Courtney, is that you know you can tell you know you've kind of you've had to separate you've worked to separate the two, you know, creating your own brand versus your own husband your husband's career and kind of work to create something completely different. And I can imagine it would be hard I'm because, so, you know, so, everywhere so you go, you're going to hear, oh, you know, it's Nikki Six's wife. <laughs> but right. you kind of work yeah. in a way where you've created your own separate identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really amazing because one of the things um, I'm really, really passionate about, which is why I kind of go out and interview women in business is because I love the idea of women just going out there and creating amazing, amazing brands. And it takes a lot of work, you know, but teaching other women that if you put in the work, you get the results, you know, but you have Mm -hmm. to put in the work, you know, it it doesn't happen in the blink of an eye, you know, you actually have to get out there, you have to work hard, but the results are really amazing as we can see with the work that you're doing. Really incredible. Um, it's so this this is a great little pointer from my husband, which he <laughs> anyone that really follows him knows he's an incredible businessman. Um, and you know he wrote all of his own music. Like he built his last band, he's building his new band. They've already booked this huge tour. I mean, it's it's crazy. I'm I grew up on Motley Crue. I'm an '80s teenager, oh, so yeah, totally. So you know, you know. Um, yeah. But when I started. My website, which was about five years, almost five years ago, I said, well, I'm going to do a website and then I'm going to get it. I'm going to have a TV show like right after I put this website up and I'm going to have my merchandise lines at Michael's wow. and I'm going to have my book series, which are all things that are are now starting to come to fruition. But he goes, I love you. And those are great goals, honey. Um, it takes five years to build a business. So just so you know, that's probably not going to happen for five years. Like it just does with any type of business until you really start seeing a return on your investment and where you can build a brand, you know. And I go, no, that may be true with everything else, but not with me because this is going to happen in like a year. So now it's almost five years later. (laughs) I go, oh, you know what? 
I, I should have listened to you. You're right. I would have saved myself <laughs> some frustration early on. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's yeah, true. It takes I know. a lot of like, time. I told you so. <laughs> but, but, it, but then at the end, even after the years have gone by, you, get, you go back and you're like, well, it was worth it. You know, it was worth it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it sounds so cliche to say, but it really is the journey, not the destination. Right. It's making things happen. That's what's fun. It is. Wow. It really is. Although I, I would love the destination as well. So I'm very excited. <laughs> At some point, let's get somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I do want to touch on the the Kentucky Derby ladies luncheon that you have because I went and I was looking at the images and you have some amazing girls there. I saw an image of you with Jordan Sparks. And, uh, you know, so if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen with the luncheon this year, this year and um, some of the amazing women you have lined up for the for this year's yeah. Kentucky Derby Ladies Luncheon? Well, the first year we had, um, it was really fun. We had Michael's supplied all the arts and crafts um, mm-hmm. for the hats. So I had the hat making station set up. And I loved that. So I'm definitely going to do that again this year. And Entertainment Tonight covered it the first year, which was yeah. so cool. Um, and, yeah, Jordan Sparks came, and she's just a doll. Um, and, and so that was so much fun. And I made this giant rose arbor because everything's the, you know, red roses, the tournament of the roses. And so that was cool. The rose arbor was a little tricky. I'd never done it before. It kind of fell apart on the way over there, and we had to rent a U-Haul to take it to, we did it at the Four Seasons the first year out here in Westlake. And I I thought, man, this was such a good idea, but I didn't really think about transporting it. So I learned that the hard way, but it ended up really turning out great. Um, and then last year, we had it at my home, and it got so much bigger last year. I think the first year, there was maybe 30 people or 35, and last year, there was around 80 and um, so last year we did an auction, and it was really neat because all of my – I'm so blessed that I have friends that are generous and that also have cool companies or, you know, are involved with great companies. So we had, like, one of my friends has a jewelry line, SL Designs, and she did a diamond necklace that she auctioned off. And my other girlfriend uh, manages Kylie and Kendall Jenner along with Chris. And so she did this huge Kardashian basket that was like a, I don't know, like a $4,000 crazy basket with all of their lines. You know, they have merchandise galore. And we had everything from um, the Four Seasons did like a whole package of spa days that they donated to local restaurants around here. Everyone really chipped in because it it was for Mm -hmm. such a good cause. And so that was fun, and uh, CNN covered it last year. And it was hysterical when you saw these women win whatever they were bidding on, because we would, mm-hmm. they were, there was like crystal bowls set up by each uh, item, and then mm-hmm. each raffle ticket was $50. So the more that you put in, the better your chances are. And then my girlfriend, comedian Heather McDonald, who was on Chelsea lately forever, 
she went through and oh. pulled out the names. And these women, it was, you know, those Saturday Night Live skits where um, mm-hmm. Oprah, like, gives away a car and the women yeah. are going in the audience. <laughs> like, that was it, but in mm-hmm. my dining room. It was so funny because oh, the, the auction items were so great. So I definitely want to do that again this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to, on top of doing the auction, so we raised almost 20 grand last year. I'm going to do... Uh, tickets to even well, call me when uh, you do it because I want to come. I, <laughs> I will. I will. I definitely, and I'll cover it too. Okay, yeah, I'd love that. It's coming right up. In fact, I really need to get busy. So okay, let me know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will invite you and Nancy if you want to come out from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, get Nancy out here. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> Please come, come. Yeah, it'd be so fun. Um, it, it sounds like a lot and, of Yeah, last year, Robin McGraw, Dr. Phil's wife, who I love, anyone who knows me knows that I joke that Dr. Phil's my boyfriend because I just oh. love him. I love his advice. <laughs> I quote him all the time. Um, and so last year, she donated her Revelation skincare line, which was amazing for all the gift bags. But she was out of town. So this year, she's coming for sure. And I love her. She's so funky. She's a little fireball. Mm-hmm. That will be fun. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm hoping it'll be over 100 people this year. Oh, wow. It should be. So, yeah, eventually it's just going to take up, like, the whole Beverly Hills Hotel ballroom at some point, hopefully. That's the plan. That would be and as long as it keeps raising money talk. every year, then right. why not? You know, it's so fun. And plus, not everyone can go to the Derby, so it's fun bringing the Derby to the West Coast. You know, right? Yeah. I saw the pictures with the hats, and it reminded me so much of Texas. We lived we lived in Texas for years. I went to high school there. I went to middle school and high school there, and I love it so much. I actually want to move back because I miss oh, it. Oh, I, I, I love Texas. <laughs> Lucky you. I could live there in two seconds. The higher the hair, oh, yeah. the, the higher the heels. The longer the lashes, it's just I'm I, I think I'm a Texas girl at heart. I love all that stuff. <laughs> it's funny, it took Texas me like was the four... first state that I lived in when I first came to the USA in nineteen seventy. Oh really? The oh, first wow. state that I lived in. So yeah, Texas. Where did you state, move yeah. from? I'm I'm Panamanian, so I came here from Panama. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and you moved to Texas. Wow. That yeah, is- and then from there, Massachusetts, things went downhill after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived, I grew up in Massachusetts, so yeah. Okay, but yeah, I love okay, well, Texas is the best. Everything it is. It, it took me about four years to lose the y'all after <laughs> people oh, used no. to laugh at me all the time. They came in, I used to say y'all all the time. <laughs> So funny. I have have family in New Orleans. Well, they're not actual family, but they may as well be. We're so close. And so I'm there a lot. And it's so funny because there's no reason I should ever have a Southern accent. I'm not from there, you know. But once I'm there for like a week or two, like Mm -hmm. I start saying, y'all, da-da-da-da-da, and I come home. (laughs) And Nikki's like, um... You do realize you're not from the South. You're from <laughs> You were born here. You never lived there. What are you doing? 
I think I just wish I was a southern girl. So that's why. Thank you. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for speaking with us. I, oh, you're so welcome. I, I enjoyed learning a lot about you through the research, and I definitely enjoyed speaking with you even more. Just a lot of fun. And um, Thank you. Um, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and, um, you know, just let us know what are some of the ways that, you know, listeners can connect with you. Um, I know um, that you're on Instagram with How To Girl. Yes, is it everything how to, is it how to, at everything how to girl. girl. So, okay. Yeah, how number two girl. And same with Facebook, facebook.com forward slash how to girl. And um, iHeartRadio, you can just go to iHeart.com or download the app. Just type in how to girl. So as long as people can remember how to girl with the number two, I'm pretty easy to find. Oh, okay. 